Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. We are the podcast that takes you behind the audition room doors and tells you what happens when things don't quite go to plan on the day of a casting. My name is Christopher Bartlett-Walford and each week I'm joined by a guest from the world of entertainment to delve into our listener email submissions and confessions of what happened to them in an audition room. That's right, everything that I tell our guests and all the stories that I read out to them are 100% true. They all happened to members of the entertainment world and we get to basically give a free therapy session by sharing them and remind ourselves it's all right when things don't quite go to plan. Get rid of that anxiety, get rid of that stress because it happens to everyone. It's not a big deal and it's okay for things to go wrong. This week I'm joined by brilliant Welsh writer, actor, director and drag artist Alan Saunders, also known as Connie Orff. It's going to be a really fun chat. I can't wait for you to hear it. If this is your first time listening to the show, then make sure you say hello on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Don't Call Us Pod. We love your live reactions to the story. So when you press play on this, fire up your social media, tag us in a tweet and let us know your reactions to the stories as they happen in real time. There are some belters in this week, including a couple I, I had to read two or three times because they're, oh, they're so such a funny show this week. I love it. If you have an audition story that you want to share with us, then please email it in as soon as you can to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. That's don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs as well. And if you are a performer, everyone's got one of these stories. So share it anonymously with us. We'll take away any names that you don't want anyone to know about and it'll be a really useful thing for you. And if you're not a performer, hopefully this will show you what actually happens in a casting room. In a casting room, <laughs> I couldn't even say it. It's not just you walk in, say hello, read a script, you get the job. Oh my gosh. We all wish it was that, but it's absolutely not. So without further ado, let's get on into this week's show. By the way, if you are a regular listener, it's going to sound a little bit different today. Um, I'm not recording in my usual studio, read son's nursery i'm downstairs in our living room uh, under a blanket so it might be a little <laughs> might be a little bit more echoey than normal so enjoy the show and if this is your first time we always start the show by asking our guests what do auditions mean to them enjoy alan oh hello yeah yeah, there? yeah yeah already just we can fire off. I'm I'm recording everything. Why in? <laughs> I'm going to keep that in. <laughs> this is a great start. I love it. How did the podcast go? Well, it was four minutes of silence after I asked a question and he had to think. But it's it's like that John Cage piece, isn't it? Two minutes thirty-seven seconds. <laughs> long yesterday. I mean, it'd be very off. I love it. So how how are you with auditions then? Come on, listen. <laughs> Auditions uh, usually start off better than I started this podcast, so that's <laughs> all. I say usually they do, and that's a lie, because usually my memory of auditions, because it's been a little while since I've auditioned now, not because I've walked into jobs, but because I just haven't had any. Yeah, they um, see oh, yeah. <laughs> they see your name and they're like, right, just hire him. He'll do. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm convinced I'm blacklisted and everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but like I, I, a lot of the time, I remember being quite sweaty, uh, walking into auditions, um, not quite nervous because uh, back in the day when I was auditioning, uh, I was always running late everywhere and usually lugging a saxophone on my back and a clarinet somewhere and possibly an accordion as well across the tube, across London to get to places on time. 
Um, I, I gradually got better and better. Auditions mean sweat. Auditions mean nerves if I've got the time for them. Uh, and <laughs> they're just ridiculous, aren't they? It's it's so it's so difficult explaining to people who haven't had you know the privilege of going to an audition because it's a privilege being yeah. asked to audition for something. Yeah. Just how sometimes just so bizarre they can be. And how weirdly stress-inducing they are. That's the whole point of the show. It's yeah. just, unless you've really been in that environment, it just makes you do strange things. And then, obviously, if it's two weeks to go, you're thinking about it all the time. <laughs> if it's quite a big audition, if it's last minute, you don't have any time to think, and that can spiral nope. you in a whole different way. It's just, they're just a bit crazy. And that's, yeah, why, well, we, that's why we do the show. I always think about, uh, you know, friends who aren't actors, who... Imagine having a normal life. Imagine going to interviews and not feeling humiliated or stupid or, <laughs> or being asked to pretend to be a six-year-old. And how would... Like, oh, I remember that one. There was like, right, so I want you to imagine now you're a small child and I want you to look through the objects in the box. Oh, God, really? Okay, yes, <laughs> come on. Be the artist. You know you should really be... Oh, oh and so I wish, I wish this, that forty-year-old. This is for Alan, Hamlet. What's going on? No, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. I wish forty-year-old Alan could tell twenty-three-year-old Alan. Oh, do you know what? You don't want to do this. You don't want to be there. Just say, <laughs> oh, thanks. This isn't for me. Have a good time, Tara. <laughs> I think I think that's the fastest in a podcast that someone's admitted to just going. Do you know what? I should probably just not bother. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like you go, especially when I was in my early 20s, I went to so many auditions knowing I really don't want this job. But hey, could be good. Could be good. It'd be good to be working. It's so strange, isn't it? And I think that's one thing that we're learning after doing the show is the power of saying, no, I'm all right. And it's no disrespect to anything. But if you know that there's a job that's landed on your doorstep or an audition or an opportunity that you go... Oh, I'm not not sure that's for me, but you know, any opportunities, any opportunity, you you can say no to going to an audition because it means someone else will get that opportunity. It's all right. Exactly, exactly. And do you know what? There'd be nothing worse than going to an audition, not enjoying the audition, knowing you don't want the job, getting offered the job, <laughs> taking the job, and then just spending the whole job being miserable because yeah. you're. Oh, I didn't even want this job. Oh. And we've all been in shows where someone said that as well, and you just the the contempt. Oh that arises yeah. from your soul when you go, well, why are you doing it then? Why yeah. are you here? Because yeah. there's a billion other people, well, maybe not a billion, but there's a lot of other people <laughs> who, could, I know we're out of work, it's not a billion. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. It feels like it. Why um, aren't I know, getting seen for that? Oh, it's because the yeah. billion actors are all being yeah. seen. Isn't it? It's because the guy who didn't want it in the first place has got it and he's in his fourth year of it, you know. <laughs> leave. We've all got jobs. Give someone else a go. Come on, there's more in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the queue. <laughs> I think that's the thing. You kind of, you always feel like you're in a queue. Then, and a lot of the jobs you do, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is good. I'm having a nice, I mean, ideally you're enjoying it. And you're saying, this is nice. I'm having a nice time. I wonder what the next job will be. I think mm. you have to be very hopeful as an actor. You have to be so full of hope and uh patience and positivity that the next job like every job will lead to something bigger yeah. better different 
And by bigger and better, I don't mean, you know, has to be a bigger cast and a bigger part or anything, but something something exciting, just as exciting and more. Yeah, every opportunity that comes next is new. You know, it's even if you're going back into a show that you might have done four or five years ago or you're returning to a, a TV programme that you've done before, it's not the same as it was before because it'll be new. So, yeah, it's you know, it's exciting. Yeah. I think that's the nice thing about, hopefully, after God knows with each tier system what's going on, um, it's, mm. you know, hopefully with when it gets back to quote unquote normal, everything will feel new again. And even if it's, you know, someone returning to a show that they did, you know, back in February and they haven't done for what will be a year now, it'll yeah. be di- it will be different because it's gonna, there won't be as many people in the auditorium. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it's going to be brand new and hopefully that'll, you know, ignite that passion that some of us have lost and, and some of us found hard to connect with during lockdown. And everyone's going to be really grateful for, um, you know, getting those jobs back. I hope, oh, I'm already can. singing the the songs that I think I'd ideally like to sing in my first show back as Carney Off. And like, I, I just had a little cry here in the house. Yeah. Like, oh my God, can you even, I can't imagine how it's actually going to feel to get back on stage. Mm. I'm, uh, yeah, it's a really exciting, again, it's back to excitement and hope. Um, but yeah, I'm just filled with hope for, positivity that audiences will be desperate to see things and i can give yeah. another mediocre performance and it won't matter because they'll just love being there <laughs> yeah but then they won't ever go back that's the oh. <laughs> as long as they've got their money i don't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh dear oh dear if anyone's in any doubt of what the interview today is going to be like this is it it's just two welsh people having a having a bit of a giggle so <laughs> strap yourselves in <laughs> Alan, I will tell you the first story of the week. So if, if you're listening for the first time or you haven't listened to us in a while, a reminder that every story that we get sent in uh, is by a performer of some kind somewhere in the world. We get stories in from Broadway, from the West End, from national tours, from Australia, from all over the globe, from performers, whether they're theatre-based, TV-based, stage, YouTube, whether they're casting directors. Honestly, we get them from everybody so if you want to email yours in, send them in to us at don'tcalluspod at gmail.com. Are you ready for uh, one that was sent in from Twitter this afternoon? Oh, bring it on. <laughs> I, I like this because it's, <laughs> I won't say his name. He knows who he is, but it's really sweet. And it's, I can just, I'm, I can see myself in the room already. Oh, yeah. And if anyone has been to this venue in question in years gone by it's changed now you'll know what he means all right (laughs) oh god i love it i love this job so much he says i saw on twitter you are looking for embarrassing audition stories i mean we're always looking for embarrassing audition stories many years ago i auditioned for beauty and the beast at the dominion in an upstairs bar area i introduced myself to the team and even spoke a bit of welsh to some of them as they'd seen it on my cv They told me to give my music to the pianist. Now, the pianist was in a bit of a recess in the room and it was a bit of a squeeze to get through to stand next to them to tell them the tempo, etc. I told him the tempo and he started playing the intro immediately. So I had to rush out from where I was to sing in front of the audition panel. I'd forgotten the the piano was in a recess. So I ran straight into the wall, rebounded (laughs) off it and started singing immediately. (laughs) 
<laughs> the panel laughed all the way through my rendition of Corner of the Sky. And as I left the audition room, <laughs> they were still laughing. I didn't get a call back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he finishes with, hope you enjoy this. <laughs> I just, oh, bless. I just, it's so, the thing is, it's such a good example of your mind in the moment completely concentrating on what you need to concentrate on but it also yeah. proves you don't need to forget about the actual spatial setup of the room <laughs> and the fact that you're going to walk into a wall and bounce off like a ping pong ball but it's the classic example of losing your mind in an audition exactly well. and that's not a judgment that is what we all do you're losing consciousness of... anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> We like lose our minds. So many of us have left the audition room and gone, now then, let's let's spend the rest of my life analysing that minute oh. by minute, second by second. And like, at, at what point do we not think, oh, right, they're playing the, in, the intro, but they're just practising. It's all yeah. right. It doesn't mean I have to sing it this time. I, could, I have the power to say, that's great. That's good. I'm going to go and stand over there. And then when we're ready, we'll no, no. It's... Oh, my God, that started. Yeah. Boom. Oh, everything has its reason. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing funnier than people falling over. It's great. Oh, dear. I wish I'd been on that panel because if the, if it had happened, I, I mean, I would have just laughed. That's the thing. And at least, you know, you made an impression on the wall at uh, the panel. So it's <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like to think that I'm kind enough to go. Okay, whoa, whoa! Now I I see what happened because this is me. That <laughs> my my way of working is to make mistakes and to point it out and say I made a mistake. Uh, not in a sort of I'm awful, but have we have yeah. we all seen? Have we all noticed that was that was a mistake? So let's let's go back. Let's reset, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we'll start again and we'll laugh it out and we'll have a laugh together. And that, that kind of sets up, a, hopefully, a nice bit of uh, camaraderie. And nice well, you've broken the ice, haven't you? I, I mean, that's what it is. You've gone, I've messed up a bit. You know I've messed up a bit. But yeah. key information, I know I've messed up a bit. So this so is more okay. of a judgment on that, that panel than it is on this auditionee, <laughs> whoever they may be. But I really want to search for that. Um, but like, the, the, the panel, you've got a responsibility on the panel to be kind. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've, we've said this before, again, going back to, we know, when big musical auditions, oh, excuse me, when big musical auditions kind of hit the ground running again, hopefully in the new year. I know some of them have happened now, but, you yeah. know, like it used to be, it's not going to be for a while. When they do, hopefully, everyone's going to be so excited to see people again, whether <laughs> they know them or not, that it is going to be such a completely different vibe in a room like that. Yeah. Oh I know God, economically you're going to have to get through them a lot quicker, so it might just be 12 bars, not 16 bars anymore, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I liked about you, Alan, is when when we were booking everything in and setting everything up, you sent me a list of stories that you were ready to tell. And that's, yeah. I love a guest with prep. That I love it. <laughs> I've got, because it fits in, one of them fits in with what you've just said. Right. Brilliant. Okay. He's brought notes, listeners. This is brilliant. <laughs> I've got all like I find it difficult to remember where I am. I get I get to places on time these days, but I don't really That's know. That's because we haven't got anywhere to go, Alan. That's the problem. Oh, That's because you're you're just in your house. 
That's really true. That's only just <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm late. I'm late for the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always late for the kitchen. I'm not. I'm always in the kitchen. In the lockdown's kitchen. been tough on all of us. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> Twelve bars instead of sixteen. So yeah, it basically, um, I got an audition for a, a musical which was to be performed in a London park outdoor. I say outdoors. It was actually in a in a large sort of tent in, in a, a London park. park. Yeah, um, I want to say it was like Regent's Park, maybe? like an immersive Mary Poppins feed. Oh yes, it's involving like a large cat and a, an evil hag and a large cupboard. Let's say. Okay. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> and um, you know, I got the thing through. Looking for actor musicians. Yeah, great, high standard. Yeah. Uh, looking for a violinist. Ooh, okay. Well, I knew that I had. I mean, I got my grade four on violin, but we're talking. I was I was thirteen years old and I got grade four on the violin, and I gave that up as quickly as I possibly could. I was like, mm, still, it's a job. So I, I borrowed my sister's violin because my sister's a an actor musician as well. She, she's an excellent flautist, excellent violinist. I I I haven't got the violin. Still lovely, Sean Ed. Yeah, yeah. Sean Ed. Oh, Shout out, Sean Ed. Look how small the world is. I oh, we've all we've all done orbit. <laughs> that's a so, Cardiff. That's a lovely Cardiff reference there. Yes, orbit theatre. I feel oh, like I'm a shout out. Not being in that. Yeah. So I practiced my violin for uh, you know, of course, you don't get that much notice. So it was like a week. I practiced the violin and realized this is. This is just awful. If I go into there playing the violin like this, they're, they're just not going to enjoy it. I'm going to engineer one of those situations where they're looking for a violinist, but I walk in, I blow them away with my clarinet playing, oh God, and, no. and they go, yeah, yeah, great. Do you know what? Actually, that was good enough. We'll have you. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. <laughs> so you, you went in. Knowing full well you didn't play the instrument that they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Delusion. What happened? So I drove all the way from Cardiff to Clapham. Uh, parked up. So that was what, an hour and a half, two hours of my life. Yeah, it would have been an hour and a half. Took half an hour, three quarters of an hour to park. Uh, found the place. Uh, walked in, sort of. I could see all these violinists around me. So I was, I think there was, there was like four violinists practicing and stuff. I thought, hmm, and I, I did have a look <laughs> from them. <laughs> my clarinet as you get, as you get out a sousaphone. <laughs> oh my God, there's me with my clarinet warming up. Yeah, feeling like a little bit of the odd one out. Um, walked into the audition room with it under my arm. And you know, people say you could see their faces drop. I literally saw their faces just, they weren't looking at me. They were looking at the clarinet and they barely, they barely said hello before it was a, uh, hi, there's a, that's not a violin. And I was like, well, I was hoping it would take them a little bit longer than that to clean. <laughs> Uh, I said, no, no, well, do you know what, I, um, hi, my name's Alan, I've driven all the way from Cardiff, how are you? Um, but yeah, there's, do you know what, I practice my violin, I know you're looking for a violinist, but uh, I've got a bit of violin, but I thought I'd bring you my clarinet, because I'm a bit more confident on that, so I played them, I literally played them three bars, and they went, okay, oh, cheers, do you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna stop you there, because we just really need a violinist. 
I went, great, okay, you don't want to hear that. No, no, we don't, no, no, thanks. Okay, no worries, thanks, thanks very much, cheers. No. Bye. That was, that was a day of my life that I'm never getting back. The thing is, we're just so trained to be so nice and go, that's all right, no, no, I've, no, lock the doors, Brian. I have been here since, I've come here from Cardiff. <laughs> Any of our uh, American listeners and, and global listeners that aren't based in the UK, Cardiff to London, not a quick journey, okay? No. That no. is that is three and a half hours yeah. there. Yeah. Then to get to Clapham, depending on traffic, is another hour at least. Oh, I drove That's around, a long journey. Clapham looking for somewhere to park. Clapham is the worst. Wetting all the way, as I usually do. Oh, dear me. Oh, and I thought I had these hopes and dreams there was going to be one of those lovely audition stories I could tell where I could go, well, they were looking for a violinist, but I walked in there, played my clarinet confidently, and it just <laughs> worked. No, that did not work out. No, this time they actually did want a violinist. <laughs> They just wanted a violinist. It's it's almost like they should have specified it, Alan. They should have. I mean, the, <laughs> it's, it's their fault, really, isn't it, for not being clear enough? I think in the breakdown, I'm sure I saw the spotlight breakdown. They were looking for clarinetists at one point. Ah, but right, ah, now, right okay. Found... See, they, at least you were, at least, <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> they found the glorious Susanna <laughs> Vandenberg, who is a glorious clarinet player. She's a fantastic actor musician, and she, you know, she was in it. She was already cast when I went to auditions. They were like, no, mate, we've got Susie Vandenberg. We don't need you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> literally get out oh that's that's great i didn't i didn't think that was where it was going i'll just follow the brief lads. you know what i mean just like just if it, you know, you know what it. if if they've asked for something just give it to them um, you're not if you're not going to bring that don't drive to clapham that's oh, all god that's fantastic <laughs> whoops whoops <laughs> Sorry, director, I'll probably never work for. <laughs> oh, dear me. That's great. We had a story sent in from an actor muso. And again, as a flautist, this this hurt me. This, this really, this hurts. Okay. Yeah. And again, we've you, you've already spoken about this. Travelling in London at rush hour as an actor musician even if I have to tuck my piccolo away, is not a comfortable experience, okay? No, it's, no, I mean... If you have to go to an active musician call any time before two o'clock in the afternoon in London, you're stuck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. She's... So this come in... Uh, this come in on our uh, DMs the other day. And she says, As an actor muso, I often have to travel on public transport for auditions with my instruments. None more so than when I had a 9am call in central London. I had to pack my flute and guitar along with all my dance call stuff and my repertoire in my bag. I had a bag that was far too big for rush hour and had to get on the tube at London Bridge at the busiest morning time. Everyone looked at me with daggers, but I had to get there on time. So I squeezed into the smallest space I could on the train, bags crumpled up against businessmen looking at me like I was pure evil. Well, the expected happened and people bundled past me and pushed past as fast as they could at any opportunity. It's all right. I only had one more stop to go. But at some point in the journey, however, someone must have dislodged my flute bag. And just as the last person pushed their way out, I heard a clunk on the floor. Oh, no. 
My flute had been ripped out of the bag, fallen on the floor and burst out of its case. Just as I saw this, I saw a big hoof of a foot placed down on my instrument. I feel sick. I let out a no and the guy looked at me like I was the wrong one. I scurried around as much as I could in the tight space, but the damage had been done. It was dented and even a key had come off. I feel ill reading this as a flautist. My stop was next, so I just grabbed it, shouted something horrible at the guy as the doors closed and got off and headed to the studio. When it got to playing my instruments, they had me play my guitar first and then checked on my flute skills and I had to attempt to play my poor dented keyless flute and ended up making noises that would have made most dogs run for miles. I burst into tears and told them everything that had happened on my journey. They were really lovely and gave me a hug and really were understanding. They let me tape something when I got home during the week. (gasps) And I felt a little bit better. Legend. I didn't get the job, but luckily insurance did pay for a new flute. I I feel, I I feel on fire listening to that. That's disgusting. That's just horrible. Oh, Oh, you poor thing. Because all you did was prepare as much as you could and get on the tube and get to the thing. None of that was your fault. If anyone's not... Flute cases, and I can only imagine the kind it is, they're those... They're quite hard plastic cases like most instrument cases are, but they've got... Often have got quite springy releases. And if it drops, even if it drops on like a foot, it'll just burst open and fall out. Yeah. So oh you did nothing wrong with that and you i think you handled that as much as you could especially shouting something horrid as the doors closed at the oaf of a person who stood on it just oh uh, god afternoon oh, these auditions are just like they're the next level they are the next level because acting auditions are tough they are tough but essentially you're just walking into a room actor musician auditions are the next level because not only have you got to play your instruments in the room, you've got to bloody get them there. You've yeah. got to get them there safely, as we've just found out. Yeah. <laughs> just get them in one piece. Not even say just in one piece. <laughs> back, in, back in episodes with uh, our episode with Josh Harvey. Um, so I, I, it's a, if I'll link it in the episode description if no one's listened to uh, this particular episode yet. It's a brilliant episode. But Josh worked for me, and that's how I met him. So years ago, yeah. he he worked for me in a pantomime that I was uh, casting and directing, um, and ended up being in, I think, uh, as well. <laughs> so Josh turned up to the audition, and on the tube, he'd sat on his ukulele. Oh! So we said, oh, and it was an actor music audition. So I said, what's what's what are you going to play? And he said, well, I I was going to play my ukulele, but then and just pulled it out, and it was tangling from its oh, strings. No. But he got the job. He got the job anyway. And, <laughs> you know, goodness me, though, that's <clears throat> I, I don't really know where to go. At least insurance paid for it, but that's at least the but worst. Like the, the insurance fixing it isn't the. It's hard to describe your connection to yeah. a thing. Now we watched a bit of the repair shop last night, <gasps> and we could see. Oh, what a journey that show is! <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> People's connection to a wallet or people's connection to a, an old record player. Whereas an old football. Yeah, you know? 
So we've got this weird relationship with things as it is, but <clears throat> your musical instrument is, well, especially when it's your tool that yeah. can get you jobs, can get you work, that's your thing. It's like on, uh, oh, what's that program on Sunday night? Sunday nights is boring. His dark materials, that's it. Oh, <laughs> I think it's a the praise then, I was <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, it's dark materials like, like they, they've got their connection they've got their uh demon haven't they their animal yeah. well I it's think... an extension of you isn't it that's yeah. the whole point you know if you think you know when you're sp if you were t to to go to a, an audition that didn't require an instrument but your voice snapped on the way it's the same thing it's an ex it's your performance it's an extension of your emotion and... oh my god i would oh well they did well to just shout fair yeah. play that like oh i think i would have picked the flute up and smacked him over the face i'm not well, not that, a violent person but breakdown that is oh, oh i remember being on a job and um the uh, the stage management uh said well i tell you what we're taking all the instruments in the lorry why don't we take you you know just put yours in the van uh, yeah like, yeah well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're taking drums, you're taking double bass and all that, but I can manage my clarinet. I'm sh I'm sure they said, it's fine, just put it in the van, it'll be much easier. All oh, right, there it is. Did so, got to the next venue a couple of days later. There was no sign of my clarinet. Oh, no. I felt so sick. I felt sick. So we, I think we did the tech, so we re-teched everything. There was just no clarinet, and I... I think I had to borrow one from someone. I was like, yeah, but, but anyway, I didn't make a drama of it. Uh, my clarinet. But you did go on a podcast many years later. In... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, I don't know what, I think they found it in the back of the lorry somewhere. Or oh, it had been put in the front of the lorry or a different section because it was a smaller thing. I was like, well, good. Thank you. Thank you, but that was a, a brief emotional trauma. It's like losing a child temporarily in the park when you're like, where have they gone? Where have they gone? This we is terrible. This is, I found them. We it's haven't all... got that far with Robin yet. We we haven't <laughs> left. We haven't left him anywhere yet. There's still no. time. It's because we're not going oh, anywhere, Alan. That's why. It happened to us in W H Smith. It was oh. like it was like nine minutes of hell, and then oh, you're nine, back. nine minutes. And oh, yeah. were they just looking at the magazines or something? Something yeah. really innocent. And they go, oh, I was over there. Yeah. Casually, I gone to look at the books. Well, that's nice for you. We thought you'd been taken. Yeah. You were looking at the books in Sainsbury's while we were in Smith's. That was the problem. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Hello, Christopher here. Just a reminder to say, if you've got one of these stories that you think we need to hear on the show and share with our listeners all around the globe anonymously, then make sure you email us as soon as you can with your story. We won't give away who you are. And if you don't want us to, we won't say what production or show or video or TV program it was for. But make sure you email it to don'tcalluspod at gmail.com and we will put it in the next show possible. Now, back to the show. Come on, tell me another one from your list. Okay, well, my um, my favourite one, my favourite one is uh, an epic journey, another epic journey, further, further than Clapham even. Um, so this was an audition I got, again, Actor Muse audition, all the way over in Ipswich. Bloody oh. hell, from Cardiff? From Cardiff, it's far. And inevitably, I think when you travel from Cardiff or anywhere in Wales to somewhere else, you get to the uh, to the audition and you always go, oh, have you come all the way from Wales today? Well, yeah, mate, because I want the job, isn't it? So, yeah, of course I have. 
you know, I, I can't afford a week hotel just to come to your audition where I might not get the job. But thanks for seeing me. Um, so actually one time I even had in an audition, you've come all the way from Wales land today. <laughs> Wales land. But of course, you know, four-year-old Alan would probably look at them and go, what do you mean Wales land? What do you mean? Whereas 20-something-year-old Alan was like, yes, I have. <laughs> It's good, isn't it? Yeah. We've only just got so, cars. No. Yes, it's magic. Uh, so a friend of mine called Kath, we uh, we we both had an audition the same day over in Ipswich. So we're like, right, okay, let's go up together. You know, we'll have a nice laugh along the journey. So four and a half hours in the car from Cardiff to Ipswich. Come on, that's too uh, much. We got to the audition venue. Uh, you know, checked in and everything. Right, okay, here we go. Right, get our stuff ready. Got my saxophone out. Yeah, no, I I think I'd had about a week. And these days, I know that you really need to prepare for auditions. But this was at a time where I kind of um, thought I could wing things. A little bit. I, I love this. Already. <laughs> I mean, the this way... time at least I took, I took the right instrument. The way the way you've just described that basically can be described. I thought I could blag it. All right. Yes! I just thought I could blag it. <laughs> I was so stupid in my 20s. I was like, yeah, come on. This will be fine. Right. What What have I got? What music have I got? You know, a day or two before. What music have I got? Because uh, shall I play this? Shall I play this? It's a rock and roll panto. Is that... I know. I know. Seal. Kiss from a rose. Oh, that'll be good. I quite Seal. like that as a choice. I must be honest. I quite great like that. Great song. Great song. I love it. If I was singing it, it would have been great. Um, but, you know, I went in. I sang most of I think I sang them. I'll be there for you. The uh, the theme tune from Friends, of course. From the Rembrandts, love. Yeah, good. Which I good still panto song. I'm like, this is great because it says something about a character saying, "I'll be there for you." They could put this in the show. It's great. Then it was like, right. Uh, so, what have you got on sax for us? Well, uh, you know, I've played. I think they asked first. Have you played in many shows before? I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I've played in a couple of actor musician shows. I've got my grade eight on sax. Um, you know, it's something, it's my thing. I'm really confident with it. Great. So uh, what song have you got? Uh, I've got Seal, Kiss from a Rose. Oh, great. All right. Now, I haven't learned it. Oh, no, Alan. So I some I had to go and find, there was no music. I said, have you got a music stand? No, we haven't. Oh, right. Okay. So I propped my clarinet case up against a wall on the other side of the room, because that was the only place to do it. <laughs> Managed to unfold the music to Kiss from a Rose. I went, right, okay, yeah. It's a long song. That's a whole bloody library, that is. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, it was about nine sheets long. <laughs> Just the intro. <laughs> unfold it. And then, and then here we go. I was like, yeah, got my grade eight. I'm confident. You know, I, yeah, you, you know rest assured, it's going to be fine. And off we went. <laughs> I thought I started going, this is awful. This is already awful. Why haven't I practiced? Okay, come on, put some dynamics in. <laughs> oh my God, this is terrible. Uh, put some trills in us. It was just terrible. You made, a, you made a really long song, a famously long ballad, even yeah. longer by doing yeah. it at a snail's pace. I mean, it was, I was, I sight read it in the audition because I'm an idiot and realised as I was playing it, 
how simple and dull and especially without uh, an accompaniment or anything. It was just me playing <laughs> was acapella. This just, was this just the saxophone? This was just like, you know, just me on my own, no accompaniment. <laughs> na, 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 na. Oh, Saunders. <laughs> what an absolute idiot. Well, he would, he would give you a kiss from a rose, but the rose died after minute 45, <laughs> I'm afraid. I turned around, the panel were dead. So I was like, oh, I'm this job. Never mind. So you, you might be auditioning for for this Christmas, but we're two Christmases since. <laughs> it's still going. It took me that long to get through it. That's brilliant. So my oh. friend had an equally awful audition. You know, she, I think, I can't remember if she went in before me or after me, but we were soon after each other. And I mean... We spent a four and a half hour drive back to Cardiff laughing our absolute socks off. We laughed the whole of the way back. And before I'd even left Ipswich, I called my agent at the at the time, laughing still, <laughs> and just said, Do not expect a phone call. <laughs> Don't expect a phone call. I, I'm really sorry. I've wanted to work for those people for a really long time and I'm never going to work for them because <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, I've just really let myself down. And I'd love to say I was crying with sorrow, but I was just <laughs> myself. Oh, dear. That's fantastic. And Prepare, kids. Just prepare. Don't strike me music in the audition. Oh, goodness oh. me. I, um... <laughs> I recorded I recorded an episode of uh, Friends of the Show podcast, Two Actors Walk Into a Bar, the other day, which I think is out next week. So yeah. uh, get, get subscribing to Two Actors Who Walked Into a Bar, everybody. And we were talking about what advice uh, we've learned from this show uh, doing this uh, to go back into the world of auditions. And honestly, just prepare. We've all had a lot of time, guys. We've had a lot of downtime. Just prepare. Now, we'll get on to the fact that things are getting even shorter notice in a different time. Uh, commercials, yeah. I'm looking at you. But yeah. just just prepare. Just take the time. We've all got time, guys. <laughs> just if you, prepare. If you, if you get told the night before, just spend that night before reading through yeah. it. Just maybe, read through it. Maybe go over Kiss from a Rose once or twice. Yeah, go through it once, realise it's not the song choice you need. <laughs> it's and, a good and... choice if you know it and you play it well. <laughs> it's not the, don't be blaming this bloody song, Alan, all right? Oh, honestly, then every time, I swear, I'm haunted by that song. <laughs> every time I hear it, da, 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 all, da, da, all of No, 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 no. no. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, sorry, I was far too quick. Sorry. It was way too quick. Forgive me for doing quick. it at tempo. Sorry. Oh, my God. It was horrendous. There's clearly something from going to auditions from Cardiff. Right. Yeah. And I say this is so when I, I graduated from LSMT, I was pretty much within three weeks on a national tour of a show. It's just the way it worked out. So I went off, Ooh. came home uh, for a couple of weeks, did a panto in the gap, then went back on tour again and came back about April, the year after I graduated. But then I lived at home for the best part of a year and, and worked in uh, yeah. Odeon Cardiff. Yes, it's still going yeah. just about. Um, and. I used to commute and I even then I'd get a call that, you know, my agent at the time knew I was based in Cardiff. It was very much my my USP. <laughs> <laughs> and I would still, you know, you'd still get 
auditions come in last minute and you have to do again i was young and i didn't know i could say can i do it thursday instead of tomorrow because yeah. i'd have to jump on on the 201 to Heathrow, I think it was, or oh, it was another yeah. bus, the 210 maybe, I can't remember, up to, to Victoria and there. But the problem is that fills you with three and a half hours of thinking about what you're having to do, not just waking up and going to do it. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I completely appreciate that extra time of thinking about it or, you know, not thinking about it, Alan. But yeah. clearly there's something in that journey to an audition from Cardiff because we had this story sent in and it's not London, this is Birmingham. So we, we've yeah. got Clapham, London, Ipswich. This is somebody emailing about going to Birmingham. Yeah. And let's just say it's not the situation they expected from the audition. He starts, I was about 17 and my agent at the time put me up for a British indie film set to be the British version of Rent or So They Said. Oh, I had to learn three pieces of material from the film, including two songs which were about four and a half minutes each, and take my rep. Living in Cardiff at the time, I had to go all the way to Birmingham for the audition. It meant a really early, mid-January train journey, then another, and then a taxi to the audition venue. Thinking with all this material, it'd be a really big time with the team there, so well worth my own expense and time to travel for it. I got there about an hour or so early, planning for delays as I do, and knew I needed to grab some food and a coffee, it was freezing, before the audition. So I jumped out the cab when he dropped me off and looked around. We were in the middle of what seemed to be an industrial estate. This was before oh. Google Maps. All boarded up and foggy. There was nothing around. No cafe, no coffee shop, no Tesco Metro, nothing. And sad. And sad, yeah. It was just you, one person, hearing Kiss from a Rose and you is. No. I, I was just left in the cold, shivering. I ended up calling them, and they weren't even there yet, so no way I could even be seen early. Eventually, my time came. They had arrived about ten minutes before, tables and a keyboard in hand. I helped them into the audition venue. It did help me warm up, he says. And the audition studio turned out to be literally a warehouse with cold cement walls. Ugh. No heating, nothing. They opened the keyboard and got on with me straight away. They were technically behind schedule by this point, but I let it slide. And said, let's start with one of the numbers from the show. I literally did half a verse and went into the chorus and they said, that's fine, thanks. Thanks very much. I stood there expecting them to move on to the countless other bits I'd prepared for them. But after about 30 seconds of them looking at my CV on the table, they said, no, you can leave now. Thanks very much. And that was it. Uh. All that money to get there, all that time to prepare for a brand new show so it wasn't like I could have just done something I already had. They specifically asked me to learn this stuff for something that could have been a tape. I was livid, cold and still really hungry. I never auditioned in Birmingham again. Livid's the word, it's oh, the word that you heard. It's that, that I'm livid for them. That is poor from the audition yeah. panel. Yeah. When, first of all, if you're auditioning for a new musical, you you know, you, you want to learn material from the show, that's really good. But 
we and we've said this countless times. If you've given people numerous things from a show to learn, we all appreciate. There's not a lot of time to see everyone, but mm-hmm. like make them do it. If they've spent the time learning from a brand new show, that isn't easy without any guide tracks or anything. No. We don't know if that was the case here. Obviously, just let them let them sing let them sing it let them sing it guys let them play the clarinet do you know what i mean i mean oh, <laughs> clarinet's a bit different yeah. but oh, like... yes he did say i had taken my tuba but they didn't <laughs> that's Honestly, awful though but, alan isn't it having that's sat terrible. on the other side of that panel having been on audition panels and but not that and... panel <laughs> not, not that and one it I was alan sort no it wasn't oh my god like um i'm really proud that People um, have said to us since so I run a theatre company called Neontopia and we've produced a couple of productions, uh, we've developed a few things and I'm, I feel really proud that when people have left those auditions and said I enjoyed that audition or I felt safe in that audition or that they yeah, felt safe good. is a really good thing actually and I think that's yeah. it. It's, you, you, you know, in, in the audition context you're making yourself vulnerable to the panel let's face it yeah totally so that's that you should be very proud of of that phrase especially it's the it's people i've been in enough audition you know the ones i've shared today i have learned from and i've since gone into many auditions and been prepared and at times been heard or been listened to and at times got the jobs which has been lush and there's been times where you know, I've, commercial auditions, particularly, you kind of know you're going into that commercial audition. You're going to have, you're going to say your name. You're going to say your agent's name. If you have one, you're going to, um, they're going to see you from the front. They're going to ask you to turn to the side. Then they're going to ask you to pretend to open a car door and they're going to say, thanks very much. They're going to send you on your way. And you're like, you what? Oh, whereas um, when you're auditioning for something a bit more, substantial be it a play or a musical or something you've learnt and prepared stuff it's courteous to give those actors time yeah uh, you know other people have said it in this podcast and it's so true people deserve the respect of the time wherever they've traveled from if people have turned up because you do get people who just don't show up and oh, that is that weird. is oh, yeah that used to wind me up We'll get to your audition edition in a little moment. But I remember, I think it was Sarah Jane Price who said, you know, let's get rid of no shows because that is yeah. the worst thing. Yeah. And I, my God, if people start no showing after a bloody pandemic of killing our industry for over a year, let's face it, it's yeah. going to be over a year. Yeah. Don't you, don't I'm, if I ever have to cast something and someone just doesn't show up, I either mm. want an apology by the end of the day or just, I'm just not going to see them again. Nope. I'm not it's not it's not on because you have robbed someone else of that audition. Life gets in the way, we know things happen, but it literally takes 10 seconds to text or email your agent or text yep. or email the contact saying I'm really sorry, emergency, I'll have to see you again. Yeah. That's all you need yeah. to do. And no one's no one's oh. saying that that not showing up for something bad isn't a problem, but just let them know you're not showing up. Just no shows without any context doesn't make you look good. Even if it's you even I'm... if you had an emergency, it doesn't make you look good. No, any any job interview 
it's you just don't just not show up. My my husband runs a coffee shop and he gets the same. He gets people yeah. booked in for interviews. They just won't show up. They're, actually, there's there's a pretty high percentage of no shows, and it's really tough. And you're like, do not do not want a job in this. Climate. Yeah, well, you've actively cost that business or that casting team money and time yeah. that they simply won't have now. We've put aside a day, you know, you can kind of grab between in order to get the team together. You set a day where you can actually get together because you're never just working on one project. You're working on lots of things uh, as well as writing a play, producing it, doing whatever you can to find the money to put it on and everything. You find a day for casting. And obviously, you know, ideally you can find maybe two um and you you fill the slots you fill as many slots you can see as many people give people opportunities to to get in and just show because yeah. also i've been, you know i've been the other side where people have said oh no not him because we don't think he can do that kind of part i, I work against that all the time i'm like i want to give people the opportunity to to show whether they can because i know how frustrating it is when you're yeah. written off kind of thing yeah yeah, giving people a chance, I suppose is good. Maybe I shouldn't have said that about not showing up. <laughs> it's just, no, 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 it comes so from my good. it comes from my personal experience of casting. You know, I had a, a, a there were about I'm not I'm not exaggerating this about 150 no shows in two weeks. What? Right, right. there was one That's day and 42 percent of people on that one day didn't show up, and and I you know you contact every one of their agents and go, guys, what? Mm. They went, oh, yeah, they just didn't fancy it. Mm-hmm. You, and you knew that and you didn't tell us. Yeah. You know, and this was this was a production that had a huge audition list and a huge waiting list because there were lots of people coming from all around the country to do it. You just think you just you've just robbed someone else from doing because that. Because I can job. guarantee you in this industry, you would find 150 other people who would said, yeah. I would have turned up to that. And it was a huge production as well. So we needed like. We need a lot of people all around the country. So it's like, yeah, anyway, anyway, come on, round, round us off with another one of your, your stories from your career as my cat tries to enter the room. So you might hear crying and creaking. I've, <laughs> I've left the baby gate. I'm not upstairs in my son's nursery today because my wife, that's, that's kind of our office as well. My wife, uh, Jess has got, uh, some stuff to do, um, in, in the office and I so I'm downstairs in the living room so it's a bit more echoey than it normally would be but my cat Ted is just pouring at the door looking at me like he wants to come in it's open <laughs> come on mate it's your podcast debut don't he's going he's fine he's, he's fine great. I mean I'm loving this job already because I'm under my duvet in my pyjamas with a gin I mean hey. I didn't ask him to listeners it's just how he wanted to present himself it's fine. <laughs> this, was, this is my choice I haven't even got my clarinet here so there we are oh that it wasn't your clarinet oh dear oh dear no <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean it, it, this isn't fraudulent it's not actually an audition story but it's linked it's very Come linked on. let's go for it I was I was look on the lookout for an agent and I found an agent who was uh interested uh i had a meeting with them and that went quite nicely and they said um do you know what send us send us a show reel and i was like yeah i can do that because i've luckily i've done a little bit of tv just um did a little i got a tv job before leaving drama school so i did hey, a that's all right then, and then I, they got a second series the year later so um i had a little bit of tv work to be able to show them so 
I think I had I had an episode on video which I sent to them. Um and then about a week or so later I hadn't heard anything. Uh and I was doing a bit of sorting out and I found the video. And I was like, what, what, what hang on now. Because this is my and I I went to ask my husband because like with this was a good Uh-oh. sort of sixteen years ago. We've been together eighteen years. Like, Chris, what what's, what's this doing here? And I sent this Oh, oh no! I have sent a video. I have sent a video. I've sent, it was a VHS and everything. Alan. I have sent them a video. What? Alan, my anxiety is peaking. It's it's, it's it's hot. It's really hot under this quilt. Um, what? so what I had to send them an email and say, "Hi there. I think I sent you the wrong video. Don't play it because oh, if you play no. it, you're going to be watching the mysterious cities of gold." <laughs> It's not as bad as it might have been. Oh but God! Also... I I I was re- I was the the fact that we were talking about your clarinet under a duvet at one point. <laughs> I was very worried where you said this is linked. Oh, honestly, we were going somewhere else there. I oh, have no. no idea how I sent them the mysterious pieces <laughs> of gold instead of my showreel. Here's my here's my showreel. Oh no! I'm sorry. I've I've sent you Castaway with Tom Hanks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to have cast you some of my early work when I was six and involved in a in a cartoon yes. about here's, the Inca Trail. Here's All Saints Primary School in Barry's. David the Little Shepherd Boy. I am David. Thank you. Yes, I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been a lot worse. But again, it's just oh. that preparation, isn't it? Preparation, being accurate, making sure you're concentrating. That's on admin. That's not preparation. That's admin. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Poor admin. I'm better at admin now. I, I pay people <laughs> for things now and I'm so paranoid about doing that right. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. That's uh, that's a... I, oh, we I, learned I, from I, these I, I was worried we were going one way and it had a curve at the end. Oh. I mean, it, it, I, it meant to be a family lived, show, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> solidified my place with that agency couldn't it or it could have made them go oh you're looking for a different kind of acting work here aren't you that's not, <laughs> hey, that's look not... at the moment a quid's a quid so I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> before we let you go we always ask our guests what you'd like to add to the audition process to make it better it could be funny it could be serious what Alan Saunders would be your audition addition I would fill the room with kindness because not just kindness, but like with soul and just remember we, oh, sound a bit cheesy, but we are in it together. Ultimately, it's about making people feel comfortable. I'd make, I'd make those audition panels recognize, oh, you've, you've fallen on the floor. You've run into a wall. Do you want to start again? Just start again. It's going to be all right. Don't run into the Um, wall on purpose to get that. Yeah, that was great. Was that a character thing? Oh, it wasn't. Oh, well, that's just that, how that I say be... hello in 2020. <laughs> Slamming my head into a brick wall. Just fill the room with kindness. Make it nice for people. Make people feel safe. I yeah. saw that when they leave that room, whatever within reason has happened in that room, people can leave that room and go, do you know what? Even if I haven't got it, that was nice. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think, honestly, I know I jumped in earlier on, but your your phrase of make, making you feel safe in an audition room, that's such an important thing. And I think that would be a great addition to the process. It's, it, it, is a, it is a kind space. It is a nice space to be in. 
And as we've heard so many times on the show, not every audition space feels like that and not every audition room has historically felt like that. So I think that's a really good way of improving the process. And hopefully, like we've said again, numerous times today, let alone in the series, one hopes that going forward after quote unquote all this, it's going to be that way. Because yeah. I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, performers can't wait to get back in the room, whether it's getting back into your Amdram stuff, whether it's getting back into a professional audition room, whether it's just in a high school production, when auditions are allowed on the scale they were before to happen again, everybody should feel welcome and, you know, good to be there. Yeah. <laughs> happy. Oh, happy, gonna... even if you balls it up. I'm going to be walking into Subway to audition. I don't care. I'm going to be auditioning everywhere <laughs> once this is done. And I, do you know oh. what? I think Subway could be improved with a clarinet. I think that would... That, that's what they're missing, you know. Which bread do you want? Which fillings do you want? Which salad do you want? Do you want a bit of clarinet? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What have you got for us? Better Mendelssohn's. Better than Seal. <laughs> Better than Seal. <laughs> That was this week's episode of Don't Call Us, We'll Call You with the brilliant Alan Saunders. Thank you so much to him for coming and having a chat. We're putting this out straight away. We recorded this Thursday night and it'll be out Friday morning because we had such a good time. It was so nice to have a fellow Welshie on the show again and also talk some actor-musician audition disasters. I really enjoyed that. The poor girl with a flute. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh dear. We hope you had a really good time listening to the show. Thank you to the thousands of you that listen all around the globe. If you haven't yet rated us on your podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, please do write us a review. It genuinely helps us be found by loads of new people. We would absolutely love it if you're listening uh, to tag us on social media at Don't Call Us Pod on Instagram or Twitter and tag and share to your friends who, who don't listen to the show yet. We want to be found by loads more new people. We've got some brilliant guests in the lead up to Christmas to end off 2020 in as much of a bang and a high as we can. And if you haven't listened to uh, some episodes earlier on in the series, whether that be all the way back at the beginning with lovely Rob West or the brilliant Michelle Payne or Will Henry and Alexander Kapan or Christina Bianco or any of those early episodes, please make sure you go back and share those and listen to those as well. It's just, it's such a joy making this show and I and it really has helped my mental health this year, if I'm being perfectly honest. So thank you for being there for us, for myself, for John Webb Carter and all of our guests as well. We hope you stay safe this week. We will see you next Friday for another episode of the show full of audition mishaps and giggles and all being well it is going to be with one of my favorite people in the world and she is amazing but i won't tell you who you'll have to tune in thank you so much we will speak to you next week stay safe wash your hands wear your mask stay indoors if you're locked down and remember don't call us we'll call you goodbye